Welcome back to episode 91 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and ones to dump ahead of game week five. Now, if you're wondering why you're listening to me again so soon, it's because we've got game week five kicking off on Tuesday evening, which means we've got the next waiver window tomorrow evening on Monday, the 29th of August at six o'clock in the evening, British summertime. I'll also be doing another pod in midweek with another tight turnaround ahead of game week six at the weekend. But if you're liable to missing the odd waiver window, it also doesn't hurt to plan for the next two game weeks. And there are a few teams with a nice fixture pairing this week. Thursday is also interesting as it is transfer deadline day and there should be some interesting additions to discuss in the next pod. Quickly on game week four, which is only just finished, uh, only one place to start and that's Liverpool's 9-0 win over Bournemouth. I've more or less said it every week so far that Bournemouth the main fixture I'm targeting at the moment and that has been solidified in dramatic style. I wouldn't read too much into the Liverpool stats from that game as they can only play Bournemouth once more this year and they won't come up against easier opposition than that. United managed to grind out a follow-up victory but were probably fortunate in the end to come away with all three points. Brighton continue their unbeaten start to the season and are the best defence in the league after four games with just one conceded. Haaland scored his first Premier League hat-trick and surely not the last while West Ham managed their first goal and first win away at Aston Villa who continue to struggle. I'm recording this episode on Sunday the 28th of August so any team news, injury developments or press conference clues are up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Joel Veltman, Wesley Fofana and Harvey Elliott. So let's get into it. So let's get into the waiver watch quickly. The main uh, transfers in last week on the waivers were Saliba, Veltman, Harrison, Che Adams, Rodrigo and Pascal Gross. You can't really grumble with any of the names on that list. And the main guys that were making way were Nathan Aki, Ryan Sessegnon, Bruno Gomares, Castagna, Dewsbury Hall and Huang. Again, can't really grumble with many of those, though uh, I would probably have looked to hold on to Bruno for a little bit longer. So a look at the fixtures. The standout games in midweek are Arsenal at home to Villa, Leeds at home to Everton, City at home to Forest and Wolves away to Whipping Boys Bournemouth. If you're looking at a two or three game run to target, Brentford play Crystal away in midweek, then have Leeds at home and then Southampton away. So there's a few interesting prospects for them. Brighton uh, have Fulham away in midweek, then Leicester at home, Bournemouth away. So a nice little trio for them. And Leeds, as well as Everton at home in midweek, then have Brentford uh, away and Nottingham Forest at home. So this won't be the longest episode. One, because I doubt many of you will even have time to listen to it before the waivers. And two, because there's just been so little time to digest everything before trying to plan for the next round of games. But anyway, spoiler alert, Brighton players will feature quite heavily in this podcast. I'm going to kick things off with Joel Veltman. Now, as I just said, the Brighton fixtures are great. Defensively, they're the best in the league. And of the regular starters, Veltman seems to be the BPS magnet. And he's got four bonus points already after the, after the opening four games. He was one of the most transferred in players, as I just mentioned last week, according to our global dashboard data. And he was more sought after the larger the leagues get. And now has pretty high ownership in leagues bigger than 10 teams, even pushing 90, 95% in the really big leagues. 
Next is his teammate Pascal Gross, and I shouldn't have to say much to sell him to you. But for those of you in eight-team leagues, I'm not sure what else he has to do this week to get you folks to bring him in. His ownership is only gently creeping up and sits at 42% heading into game week five. Next is Harrison, who was actually the third most transferred in player this week. And uh, that's likely a direct reaction to the 14-pointer he got in game week three against Chelsea. I wouldn't be put off any of the Leeds attackers for not getting anything away at Brighton, who are tactically one of the most sound teams in the league and have a way of stifling teams very efficiently while still maintaining an overall very positive approach. We know he's always good for goals and and yeah, for those where he somehow managed to avoid everyone on draft day and still sits in the waiver pile, then do pick him up. A striker to highlight this week is me old mate Neil Mopé, who has now joined Everton. He wasn't registered in time to play at the weekend, but I'm fairly certain he'll be handed his debut in midweek as Everton go away to Leeds. I've always rated him as a striker since uh, since seeing him join the Premier League. He's got a lot of stick over the last few seasons for missing uh, the occasional sitter, but overall, I think he's a decent Premier League calibre striker and uh, someone who Everton are desperately in need of at the moment, given how injury-prone Calvert-Lewin seems to be over the last 12 months. The front three they've been peddling uh, of late of Gordon, McNeil and Gray is just too flimsy, doesn't have a proper centre-forward there. Um, I still don't really get all the fusses uh, about Gordon. But yeah, I think Mopé equals goals. So as long as uh, he continues to get enough game time at Everton, um, he's a decent pickup. On to the hidden gems. And uh, a guy I highlighted last week is Diogo Dallot for Man United. Um, So if you want to hear the rationale, just go back and listen to that one again. But it didn't take long for him to back up the impressive start he's had uh, and those uh, pretty decent underlying stats with an attacking return. Uh, assisting quite impressively for Bruno Fernandez's uh, very nice winner away at Southampton. Next is Wesley Fofana for Leicester. The move to Chelsea does look set to be announced in the coming days. Uh, and I think this is the waiver window to grab him if you want a regular starting centre-back for Chelsea. And with him in the team, it means James can play where he's more dangerous at right wing-back. Uh, and with all fit, should be a fairly stable back three of Fofana, Thiago Silva and Koulibaly on the left side. Next is Harvey Elliott. He came off at half-time in that demolition of Bournemouth. And at that point, um, Liverpool then set up how I thought they would do from the start with Carvalho in. Now, it came out afterwards that uh, Elliott's grandmother had passed away just before the game. And maybe that's why he was uh, taken off for the second half with the job already done. It does mean that he's going to be quite fresh for their midweek game against Newcastle. So it could be another one worth considering. I might as well go through the whole Brighton eleven, But for now, um, last couple of names, McAllister... Nailed to start uh, in the team. He's got seven attacking returns last season, but I think with a lot more of assured minutes, should be able to at least get the same or if not better this season. The only thing that is hard to factor in is the form of the aforementioned Gross, who is carrying much of the goal-scoring burden on his shoulders at the moment. Um, so whether that impacts the likes of McAllister remains to be seen. Finally, it's Estupinat, the new signing from Villarreal, new left-back. Um, looks a decent replacement for Cucurella. He's one I'm keeping an eye on at the moment, so I wouldn't necessarily say I'm recommending. Just one I'm keeping an eye on. His historical attacking data is not great. Um, and obviously, as a left wing back, um, he'll need to figure that out a bit. He's more played as a conventional left back um, for Villarreal and the other teams he's played for. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see whether he's just going to be someone that's going to chip in with clean sheets or if he is actually going to get involved like we saw Cucurella do last season. 
The most hidden gem pick this week, that's a player owned in less than 10% of 16-team leagues, is Jaume Moutinho for Wolves for no simpler reason than he's playing Bournemouth this midweek and he's always capable of popping up with something. The only risk is that he doesn't start and ends up in the midweek rest pile with the likes of Den Donker stepping in. Just one name on the get rid list this week, and that's Kieran Tierney. Um, Draft FC Taz has uh, reliably informed me that, Tier- that Tierney is uh, fourth choice left back at Arsenal at the moment. Um, and for those who picked him up in draft day or are still holding on to him, uh, definitely worth finding a playing replacement. <laughs> So that's it for this episode. Um, obviously not the longest one. And if there are any other players that you've thought about um, or want to hear my opinion on, then you can always send me a message on Twitter at draft underscore FC. I'll make sure to comb through any of those messages ahead of the wave window tomorrow evening. As I said at the top, the next wave deadline after this one will be Friday morning and we'll have had Leicester United and the transfer deadline just the night before. So the next pod will be on the shorter side as well as I'll be having to probably record that on the Wednesday evening, either during or just after some of those midweek games have played. Once we do have that podcast out, though, and the dust has settled on transfer deadline day, um, I guess I probably should do another pod at the weekend, having a look through some of the late moves. If you're a fan of the pod, make sure you're subscribed on whichever platform you listen to. And if you're a big fan of draft fantasy football, which you must be if you're here listening to me drone on, then you need to check out draftfc.co.uk, which gives you an experience you can't get anywhere else and stats for your team and league that you won't be able to find on any other website. If you're not sure what the site does or you've heard me talk about it before and been put off by something, then there is no real reason why you shouldn't have a look now because we've got a seven day free trial. Um, So if you were to sign up today, you would be able to get access through game weeks five and six and see what we've got to offer. And then if you like it, you can carry on rolling with us. So don't mess about. It's very easy to miss this week's waivers. Um, So get your phone out now and just pencil a couple in if there are some names that you want to move out or some names that you want to move in. And uh, yeah, be back within the week. And as always, stay sharp.